0: Go ahead and get in your Bible to John 13. John 13. Anybody else have uh, surveys that you filled out to, to turn in? Any of you guys that want to move up here can. Just grab one of those chairs and over to the side. And uh, John chapter 13. Uh, anybody not get Would like to fill one out? Okay. Just bring it in. Uh, give it to me tonight would be good, or if not, next week. And uh, now, did you get one? Uh, we start talking about some other things. Um, you know, we'll we'll use that a little more than we are in this early weeks. John chapter thirteen. Um, guys turned in a lot of great questions surveys for the most part the questions you've turned in so far like nearly every time i teach this are related to discipline in in one way, and we will get to that we'll spend three uh weeks on that uh we're just not there yet you know uh last week we talked about the thing to teach our child and questions are Related to that, and I always use questions. Turn in, and and this is my eighth time doing this. I've got questions from all these, and so uh, these questions to me and taking this time matters because I want to apply things talked about. Number one, how do you turn it around if you haven't started this battle for from the beginning? Have to start where we are. And so none of us get to start where we wish we were. Doesn't matter what the issue is, it's like that on this. If your children are older, say they're teenagers, uh, you should probably just sit them down and because they can understand and just say, hey, listen, you know, I didn't really understand that I needed to do this uh, to a bigger degree than I've done. Uh, please forgive me, there's gonna be a couple things change around here. And then don't just try to change everything. Uh, pick a couple of key things and hold your nose on other things, all right? And then when they get these key things down, uh, you know, then work towards some of these smaller things. Uh, if your children are younger, uh, the same thing except for you can't sit down and explain to them. Uh, but again, don't try to take some child that you have made no effort to teach obedience and they're therefore uh, to just suddenly try to you know, drop an avalanche on them. Pick, you know, key areas and start there and work your way to the other, other things. Be consistent and just remember this is new to them just like it is to you. If you think you special circumstances, just, you know, get some personal counsel. Question number two, if our children die young, is it my fault or the fault of my spouse or our parents? Uh, and you may remember one of the promises to, obe- to honoring your parents is that that day is maybe long upon the earth. That's the root of this question. Uh, here, here's what I would tell you to remember. Uh, our creator, he's not a petty being. Uh, God doesn't just snuff out people's lives just for small reasons like we were God. Listen, there's people here, if somebody cut you off and you were God, I mean, you really would torpedo their car. You know, God is not a petty being. Um, Part of the difficulty of being a person of faith is is that God doesn't choose to handle people's lives like we do. Um, By that, I mean there are always people we consider good, and and sometimes are, that don't live as long as we wish they did. There are other people that we may recognize, to be wicked people and God lets them live longer than we think uh they should uh and and in all of our cases we're going to have to trust God and just know this that someday when you and I know all that God knew (laughs) when he made those decisions and what he allowed that we'll agree with him um question number three what do you tell your child about the lack of respect for authority in today's culture uh You tell them about everything that's uh, ungodly in our culture. If if you don't look at the opportunities when something happens as teaching moments for you, then you're not understanding why God allows bad things to go on around us. I mean, every one of those are a teaching opportunity for you as a parent, and particularly as a Christian parent. Listen, we don't do that because. And... It is, it is your responsibility to teach your children why. Uh, it's it's authority and respect for authority in our culture. You're talking about everything else. It's ungodly, and because we're followers of Jesus, we're not like that. Uh, question number four, are there any adversities that we should protect our children from? The root of this question is because last week one of the things I said is uh, parents and moms in particular uh, I think tend to overprotect their children. And in doing so uh, keep their children from experiences that are difficult but in the end actually teach and strengthen them. And, and so the, are there any adversities we should protect our children from? Of course. Uh, yes. Uh, you as a parent, you're there to protect your child physically, emotionally. But what that doesn't mean is that you're supposed to keep them from all adversities and difficulties. And so you, you're going to need some wisdom from God. And you, you're going to need some faith. You know, when you pray for who your child gets as and they don't get you're going to have to. That there's going to be something God wants them to learn from that experience of having a bad teacher. Uh, man, we had some coaches. Uh, I mean, we literally is that they punished our kids for, you know, church things. I mean, punished them. And your kid comes to you uh, and what? Better than such and so. Uh, well. But to protect them from, but you need wisdom to know what to let them. Experience. Question number five: uh, When and how should you begin to children uh, uh, the Bible? our sunday school teachers you long before you know they're mature enough to sit there and read the story of david and goliath there's things you can teach them why uh if you teach them animal what what is the go-to listen they're probably not going to be as interested Jesus on the cross at two and a half as they are in the pig says but but you know you, you can teach them that understand that you're providing a foundation uh when you teach your children the alphabet they don't understand the value to them all their life In but you're laying a foundation when you alphabet you're doing the same in in spiritual things you're just laying a foundation that you build on all their life the, And that a child in a Christian home shouldn't be real familiar by the time they're five, you know, with key Bible verses in the the Bible and key Bible Is and that's just on you to teach. Remember, it takes more than love and good intentions to train our children well. Uh, That's always been true, but it's especially true today because American culture is not going to teach them anything Um, that's godly. By the way, uh, a lot of churches today make very little attempt to teach children and uh, good pig and a bad boy. A couple of thoughts to just parent breathing adult in every situation that should I can't tell you how many situations I've been involved with in with families and literally zero people are acting like adults. Uh, here's the second thing. Mom and in public to their Here's the third thing. To produce a function of an adult and then gradually let. You know, it is have a five or seven-year-old, you should be controlling nearly everything in their life. The older they get, the you've got to give the reins of controlling their life to them. If you control until they're 17.99 and just think now they're 18, now they're an adult, you're on your own. Listen, you have not taught them how to handle themselves. You have done that in gradual, not just because you have they a candle. Uh, remember the key question more about what my. And I do and i think we understand the answer to that is yes which is why we're studying parenting from a biblical perspective last week we talked thing to teach our children obedience to authority Re- remember this is so important if your children can't obey god they will not live a blessed life if they can't obey rightful authority they will never they obey rightful authority they will never do well in the workplace If they can't obey rightful authority, they will never thrive in the church or in the work of God. This is a foundational thing, which gets us to our lesson for this week. How do I teach my children to obey rightful authority? Now, what to teach, really, if you believe the Bible, it's not controversial at all. I mean, obedience to God and obedience to rightful authority, you could say, well, that is one of the key things of the entire Bible. Uh, that is unmistakable. Now, how we teach them, you know, God, God's given us some liberty, but he does give us some principles of things uh, to teach them how to work. Uh, you should be in your Bible in John chapter 13. Jesus is talking to his disciples here. Notice what he says in fifteen, John 13, 15. He says, for I have given you an example. That you should do as I have done to you. Here's number one. Teach them by setting an example of obedience. (laughs) Some of you, that is probably easier than for others of us. My personality, I'm kind of a contrarian. You know, Um, by nature, uh, I'm the kind of person that if someone says do that, I'm like, no. And then I think about, well, what did you ask? uh and and so because of our children's fallen nature and our fallen nature by the way that's not a good quality in me better than it was but but understand the first way we teach our children obedience to rightful authority is example one of the ways jesus taught his disciples i hope you understand that if you look at the life of jesus his life where Thing is only God could act. Divine. And you're gonna acting like a perfect man, a man of faith. Because he was human. Now you and I can't follow his people in any ways he's acting divine. We're not God. Of how to be a follower of God, how to live by faith, how to treat other people. He, he, follow his example. Uh, and when it comes to teaching our rightful authority, set a good example. This whole philosophy, do as I say and not as I do, it, it's not only bad for everything, it, it's particularly bad if you're a parent. Uh, and, and remember, last week we talked about how uh, teaching obedience, and remember, by our example, they're watching all the time. Why should they respect you if they watch you disrespect your parents? Why should they respect? Why should they respect the police if we don't? Why should they respect their father if their mother doesn't? Why should they respect their mother if their mother doesn't? Why should if you don't? Um establish you as their authority. Example, listen, how you talk uh, about the pastor, ministry leader, parents, and your spouse, they ma- they matter. They're part of your example. If I, would, if I, if I were going to give you one of the key things uh, of how to hurt your children, what I would say is when you leave someplace where you publicly did what you were supposed to do, your children, listen. Ripe constantly about how bad it was doing that and how wrong they were and everything else. Please don't do that. To and about school teachers, principals, police, coaches, referees matter. Listen, there were times when I agreed with my kid that the referee made a. There were times when I agreed with them that their coach wasn't. There were wasn't right, and you know, for the first part. You know, you just. That they're doing, the best they can. You know what? He's doing the best. Times you just don't do everything as. In the, or you can just say, man, that ref is a, a jerk. Your teacher's an idiot. You, you, you know, stop that, please. Uh, in 2014, there was a mother in the news uh, because at her daughter's graduation, she chose to wear the dress. That the school had sent her daughter, the dress was outside the school dress, and so this daughter's graduation. When they asked her what she said, where to? Please, please understand. The example of bad parenting. See when actually when this mother sends this child to school, I mean what you're doing as a parent in a you're god gave you as a parent principal and as and fies god you should respect that authority by the way it's not only bad parenting i mean how arrogant do you have to be as some mother of an 18 year old to wear her dress that was immodest by school standards i mean really how strict are the school modesty standards Uh, if we're not careful, <laughs> we'll set an example of obeying rightful authority when you ag- agree and then not doing so when you disagree. And, and that's not obedience at all. Here's number two. Make disobedience to rightful authority something you use to force. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that any, anymore just because we will... Mark... Is as important in child's life or succeed in the so never not perfectly in every environment they're going to. Things that matter. Here's number three: Teach them the ultimate. Authority. This week, I think our biggest teaching our children. Authority. Most of us have probably all of us have lived long enough to have seen bad rightful authority, and sometimes in a church. And we feel like if we teach this too thoroughly, we're not protecting our children. And I would say that if you only teach obey right, you're probably not protecting your children. Every rightful authority only has authority because God gave it to them. It happens here in Acts chapter 24 with Paul in verse 14. He's uh, on trial before the Roman governor Felix, and he says in Acts All things which are written in the law and the prophets. Uh, so, according to religious leaders, call what he was heresy. So, did he follow the rightful, by the way, those Jewish religious leaders had rightful authority. Did he follow their rightful authority? And he, because things that were in the law and the prophets. See, but he was the one who was obeying God. Please, with every rightful authority you have and with every rightful authority you teach your children to follow, make sure it is always within the parentheses of obeying God. Hey, some rightful authority who's telling you to do something contrary to what God has said. time, uh, that coach or, or Sunday school teacher, anybody like that, I mean, they're not defined by what they're doing. By and like, it's, listen, there's nothing how much homework about them getting an A instead of a B, N- nothing in the Bible about making sure they played uh, both halves in, the so- in a soccer game. You know most of the time it's just as a parent we feel like they're not happy the they might not be. Have you ever heard that Some of the times when you have a bad boss or people are mishandling you, it is God's opportunity in your life. It's your opportunity to shine uh listen the job supervisor on our man uh i hope he never listens to this but but he is literally one of the most incompetent and difficult people i've ever dealt with in my entire life i I could tell you 30 minutes he did just out out, times he tried to make fun of me in public time. I mean, I could go on and on and on. I believe God gave him to me on purpose to be light to him. Listen, he's gonna die and go to hell. And, and if somebody doesn't treat him differently than he treats them, how's he ever gonna see? And, and, and that's true not just for me, that's, that's true for you, it's true in our children's lives but God is the authority. Say, how do I teach my children that? Uh, Let your children see you treat the Bible with respect. Let, Let them watch you put it on the top of your stack of books. Let them watch you use it during the week instead of breaking it out on Sunday. Let your children privately see you read it and talk about it. Let your children see you turn the pages and follow along when someone preaches or teaches. Let your children see you respect the words and talk about how what the Bible says impacted some decision you made. Let your children see you modify your behavior. Let your children see you go to the altar. Let your children see you sacrifice to obey what God's taught you. Let, let them learn. Hey, listen, let them watch you write your tithe check when, 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 when it's difficult to do that. Let, let them watch you go to church when they know you got other things you could do. L- listen, our example shouts when things are difficult. It only whispers when all is easy and well. And each of those, we're just showing our submission to God's authority. And that is always clear disagree. Please don't think you're going to live very long to agree with God. I won't ask you to lift your hand, but everybody here, if I say, have you ever been in a situation where God allowed something to happen to you or to someone close to you where you really agree with how God handled it? every hand would be up. That doesn't mean is wrong. It means you and I don't know everything. And it is in those moments that we really show our faith. Don't think that you're not going to disagree with human authorities. You won't be in here, very, you won't be a Bible Baptist Church very long and you're going to say, well, I don't know what Brother Waller is doing there. Listen, if you're around, you have seen times when my humanity got the best of me. I'm just a man. Has God called me? Yeah. I'm not preaching a, my perfect example. I'm preaching a perfect savior from a perfect book that I'm trying to follow. You know, God knew you would be an imperfect parent. He knew I'd be an imperfect pastor. He knew human leaders would all be imperfect, and yet he gave them some of his authority. Acts chapter 5, because as we teach them that God is the ultimate authority, we need to teach them what to do when two authorities disagree. (laughs) Listen, that's going to happen. Notice in Acts chapter 5, verse 27, Acts 5, 27 the Jewish leader says, Satan, did we not straightly command you that ye should not teach in this, in this name? And behold, you've filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man. Notice what their methods did. They filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. I wonder how they did that with no internet, no signage. I'll tell you how they talked to people around them. Verse 29, Peter and the other apostles said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Uh, the Jewish Said speak of God. <laughs> and the principle is the area obey God rather than man. Now understand that there's a difference in traditions and obedience to God. At Bible back, there are things we do that are biblical things. Things we do that just align us with what historical biblical Christians have done. There are things we do here that are church traditions. It's not like any of those are bad. We just need to know what the difference in them. In your own family, there are gonna be things that you're gonna have that are family traditions. Listen, not everything you do is from the word. Some things are neither in or out of the word of God and you do your cultural traditions or you do your family traditions. For instance, in my house, uh, it was our family tradition that during the week, you're allowed to sleep past 8:30, and on Saturday, uh, you got to sleep till nine. It's a Bible principle to be diligent. It's our family tradition. That's where we drew the line. Uh, in our house, growing up, uh, for church on Sunday morning. Uh, the is hey this is the lord's day we, we don't just get some clothes and walk out of here when I'm changing my clothes what I'm thinking about is okay Lord I don't want a what I say Lord I don't want the outside good and, and look nice and my inside be filled with uh, death weary of this modern church movement that calls dressing up to church inauthentic and coming in your jeans authentic i'll tell you what's authentic when you come with your heart and it just causes me to think about my heart but that was a the bible principles the importance of the lord that was our family tradition we had a family tradition that when the decision didn't matter we played paper rocks or scissors um uh, everybody wants want shotgun i mean everybody wants to run in the front seat and immediately our boys you play odd man you do one or two you kids um, all right odd man's gone i mean I just the bible principle is to live peaceably with all men uh, we were in a whole we were at a place called big beach and i wanted to like to sit there um and uh, I said who wants to walk with me everybody's like this somebody's walking with me when you go walking up half-mile down there go walking up this it's down in the way and I'm looking and I didn't look like anybody was on Newbies, get up! Here, you remember that, <laughs> but but the whole point is, is not me going to an inappropriate beach almost. The point is, there's a principle that's a tradition, able apply a biblical principle. Listen, culture is above the Bible. African culture or whatever culture it is. Listen, if you want to be unique to your home and your children, as long as it's not contrary to the scriptures, go for it. But teach your children what is obedience to God and what is Tradition. We should never have more loyalty to any culture or family tradition. A word. Establish yourselves as the parents, strongly as the rightful authority in your home, while your children are young. I say, are old at this. Always get asked, when do we start discipline? Here's one. Start as soon as it's your will against theirs. As soon as it is your will against theirs, that's when you. We get into discipline. If you have an older child, I don't think you ought to do this kind of thing. And I don't really call this discipline. And it kind of gets into some. A a, a a little bit i don't really consider it discipline to smack a kid's hands who's out you know for something or you know if they're you know not to scream you whack them once in the forehead or reasonably soft on the on the mouth i i, I don't uh or one swat on the thigh I, you know again i i don't consider that discipline because to me discipline is a Uh, a process and it's a more mature thing. We'll, we'll talk about that, uh, later, later on. Um, but, uh, always when it is your will against theirs, win that battle. You better have your child think from as soon as they are conscious of your will and theirs, that your will is always going to prevail. Always. Um, I've told this story before, but it's a great illustration of, of what I'm talking about. Uh, it was a couple of years ago now. One of our grandchildren was over, and uh, they wanted something that they weren't supposed to have, and they were walking towards it, and I just between them and that thing. Well, they still were trying to get over there. to the side, I went to the side. They tried to walk through my legs and put my legs together. And i soon become to realize, wow, this was a battle between my will and theirs, and, and listen, I'm not going to lose that battle. So after a few minutes of doing that, they went on. Glad Now you might want some little weenie kid who uh, does everything they're supposed to do, but I I, I like a kid. It, it, you you know what? They do what they're supposed to do, but the teeth. Uh, listen, you will never make any self in life or for Christ unless you have a wrong will and that will is shaped towards something that matters. Now for those of you who think that minor stuff damages a child's ego, uh, you need to really change who you listen to. Listen, the reason the phrase terrible twos even exists is because you of undisciplined toddlers who now the parents decide, wow, I can't let them do everything they want. And that child is really resistant now because they're no longer the boss. Listen, wise parents understand God placed you in charge of your child. So whenever it is a battle between your will and their will, always win. Please hear me when I say... There were times when it was the battle got to be wrong. I thought to myself over this again, this is too much, but I'm in it now. So I got to win it. And I walked away and said to myself, you know what? I need to be. I put them in a situation where that happens again. Listen, uh if you're in that battle uh, uh at least don't let them walk away if they won. If you're tired instead of you, you're headed for major become a child. If your children are running your house instead of you. You're headed for major problems when they're a teenager. If your teenager is running your house, listen, not only are you gonna have a lot of problems, but you're following some really bad leadership. There's no such thing as a teenager who is not fickle, immature, selfish, no such thing. I am always amazed that parents understand and demand obedience in things like dental care medical care and yet you let think your child knows what's best for them in other key areas of life listen your kids don't know what's best for them to eat and drink they don't know what's don't know what's best for them academically, they don't know what's best for them socially, they don't know what's best for them morally, they don't know what's best for their future when it comes to their bedtimes, their work ethic, their clothing, or in lots of other areas of life, they don't know. God placed you there to teach them these things because they are not designed to be able to understand you are there to plant these things deeply in their heart and mind. And as I said earlier, if you're going to teach them properly, when they're young, you're pretty much in charge of everything. But our goal is not an obedient 12-year-old, though it's nice if you have a pretty obedient 12-year-old. Our goal is a functional, independent adult with faith. And that means the control that we begin with, we greatly turn over to them and work with them as they begin to make more and more decisions for themselves. God placed you there for so many years because they need you to teach them these kinds of things. Please don't fail to recognize any key moment in your child's life when you disagree with rightful authority. That's a key moment. Flag ought to go up. I'm teaching my child here. Next week, uh, we'll begin talking about the second most important thing to teach our child. We learned what the first one was. It's obedience to rightful authority. You are God Those who obey and curse those who don't. Succeed in the church, in the next week filling. Uh, uh, and please put some kind of a question. And the answer to that is yes, I spilled my good to see you. And, and so yeah, just right, fold it in half. So uh, anybody up here not get one of these?